Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, so this is going to be a no guest uh, podcast. I'm just going to read some stuff I wrote down. We're going to do the five questions for every MLB team going into the season this year. I think it's really fun. I spent like I spent like five hours the past two days going over this, looking, scouring the internet for good questions. Maybe more, maybe like ten hours, whatever. Doing this, it's it's been my last two nights pretty much, and and most of today, honestly. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. We're going to start in the NL East with the Braves. My first question is. Uh, is the starting pitching going to be good enough this year, especially playing the NL East? I worry about Max Freed. Um, I worry about a lot of their starting rotation, honestly. I'm just I, playing 60 games, playing what 66% of your games right in the NL East is going to be tough. And I'm not sure that the Braves pitching, especially their their starting pitching, is going to be able to hold up this year. The next question is, uh, so maybe I'll just like going forward, I'll just say like number two or something. Uh, number two, is Shane Green going to be the closer halfway through the season? Who's going to close the Braves? Yeah, I think it's going to be Shane Green, honestly. Um, I don't really care about Will Smith or any of those other guys there. It's going to be Shane Green going forward. Number three, who is going to be the DH for the Braves? I think it's Austin Riley. Um, I think they signed like Matt Adams recently or something like that, but I think he's more of a bench bat. I think they sent him to a minor league deal, too. Um, I, I think it's going to be Austin Riley. I'm not sure that he has a place like in the outfield or at first base, obviously. But, um, you know, there's a DHO spot opening up, so I think we're going to do Austin Riley. The next is, uh, or number four, whatever. Is Freddie Freeman going to be okay for not just opening day, but the entire season since having a bad case of COVID in the offseason? Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I think he hit, I think it was last night, he was like two for four with a double and a home run. I think he'll be fine. It seems like a lot of people who had COVID, especially like athletes, seem to be recovering pretty okay so far. You know, we haven't you know, seen Freddie Freeman in a live real game that actually matters or anyone baseball or any baseball player who had it in the off season, you know, we haven't seen them play, especially for a full season, but, um, they, everyone seems to be doing okay so far. So yeah. Um, I think, I think it'll be fine. Uh, finally, number five, can this team compete for more than just a playoff berth? Um, I think they're definitely a playoff team. Their bat, their lineup is insane. Acuna might be getting close to, to, to trout territory. I, I don't know. I don't want to say that because Trout's just so unbelievable, but Acuna's really good. Um, and the rest of the lineup is good. Uh, and they're young. And they're only going to get better. The pitching staff I'm a little worried about, but definitely a playoff berth. More, you know, I think it's definitely um, more likely than not to happen. I think I have them in the World Series, so hopefully uh, they can get there. Or hopefully not. Hopefully the Mets win and everyone's happy. Uh, I'm just happy, really. Okay, moving on to the Marlins. Number one, is Jorge Alfaro the truth of catcher? Yes, hard yes, please yes, daddy, give me that yes. Yes, uh, I think he is. I'm just a huge fan of him. Um, he's going to have so much opportunity there. There's no one else really in the lineup to do anything. I, I think he's going to steadily move up the lineup this year, and he's going to crack. I want to say 280 with, like, you know, a pretty good ISO. I don't think he'll hit that many home runs, but I think he'll be, he'll be a double king. So, yeah. Uh, number two, is the young pitching staff going to have any bright spots? Uh, they're just as young as the Braves. Could they be even better? No, they're not going to be better than the Braves starting rotation, I don't think. But uh, I'm looking out for Sixto, Alcon- Alcantara, and Yamamoto to be breakout dudes possibly this year. One of those guys is going to do it. If Sixto gets enough time, he will. Uh, number three, Corey Dickerson isn't going to be a superstar anytime soon. But can the Marlins' big pieces, you know, VR, Dickerson, Aguilar, plus young pitchers, make this season not entirely unforgettable? Uh, Dickerson's probably going to be the most consistent guy behind VR. Um, Aguilar, not really feeling. And, you know, all the pitchers, it's just a toss-up. They're all young. You know, I I think I didn't mention Caleb Smith. He's someone who can be pretty good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I think one or two of those pitchers could be very good. And at least useful in fantasy, for sure, so... You know, maybe maybe they'll be good that way. Um, number four, why is Lewis Brinson still on the starting roster? I have no idea. Is it because he hits home runs in spring training? I just have no idea. This guy's never hit above like two hundred in a single season. What is happening? Are the, are is Miami really that desperate for like talent? I, I'm just I don't know. They should have someone in the minors that can get a better chance than Lewis Brinson has done. He's been trash. Uh, number five, is there any chance Miami competes for a playoff for this year? Like any chance at all? I give it like a ten percent. Not not a lot. All right, moving on to the Mets. Number one, who is going to DH? Uh, I think Cespedes is, is the answer right now, 
But man, Dom Smith has got to get some playing time somewhere, dude. He's got to get in there somewhere. Um, and I think it'll probably be a DH in outfield, maybe. Um, can we start two first basins? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, number two, is Jed Lowry alive? And can I see him, please? Uh, answer to that is no. Number three, the Mets starting rotation has changed, to say the least. Can we get the old guys like Waka, Stroman, and Porcella to live up to what Syndergaard and, and Wheeler did last year? Uh, I don't think so. And I think not enough people are recognizing the fact that, well, now that Stroman is on the IL, definitely not uh, not recognizing the fact that the Mets pitching staff has definitely gone over some, um, it's definitely, there's definitely been some retreads, or, or not retreads, there's definitely been some departures here. Um, you know, we, we lost Syndergaard you know, at the beginning of spring training, I think, or whatever, or maybe it was in the winter, even even earlier than spring training, um, to a season-ending injury, and he wasn't even that good last year, and we lost Wheeler to the Phillies. Like, I think this rotation is going to be pretty bad outside of DeGrom. Stroman, yeah, he wasn't as good as he was in Toronto when he was on the Mets, so we'll see. I hope Porcello's good, though. He's someone I could believe in because he's old and done in the past. Whatever. Uh, number four. Uh, there's a position battle at second base. Is Cano going to get beat the fuck out? Um, I think McNeil really should play second base. Um, we really took on Cano's contract as just like a salary dump so we can get Edwin Diaz, right? So um, I, I just, I think McNeil should be playing there. I know he can play third and then we can move JD to, to outfield, but I think JD probably plays best at third base and then we can have like a pretty full outfield. Even with McNeil playing the outfield, I just think Cano's going to get boxed out and I think that might happen sooner rather than later. But he could also DH too, so... Um, I think it'd be great to get him and, um, I'm sorry, Cespedes in the, in the DH spot. I think that would be really dope. Uh, finally, number five, can the Mix make the playoffs? Uh, probably not. I think it's like a 40% chance. Um, it's a really tough division. Uh, I'm not super excited about the Mets pitching uh, outside of the bullpen, which I think is pretty good. Batances, Lugo, Diaz, I think are all pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about, you know, their pitching outside of, um, the starting rotation, except Grom, obviously. All right, moving on to the Phillies. Um, so... Why is no one talking about how good the Phillies are top to bottom? Pitching staff at some point and deep. Uh, they have a closer by committee, which can be a good thing, I think, at times. And on this team, um, and the lineup is solid all the way down. W where's the hype? What what's happening with all the hype? I, don't, I honestly, my my straight up answer is I have no idea. I, I I think people should be way more hyped about them. They're a playoff contending team easily. Like there are there are not a lot of holes on this on this offense for sure. And the pitching staff is good. The starters are at least good. So whatever. Um and and definitely deep. Uh, number two. Can Vince Velasquez bounce back and be a permanent rotation spot guy this year? Whatever, permanent rotation guy. Uh, I think it's, I think it's like a good chance. Yeah, they have a lot of you know guys like Eflin Velasquez um, who just you know haven't turned it on yet, and maybe they never will. But um, one of them could. Velasquez, I think, has a better shot. He always had some pretty dirty stuff, so we'll see. Uh, number three is Wheeler a solid number two pitcher? You know, he's been a number three for most of his career. I'm not sure. Um, but I think, yes, uh, he's definitely had some ups and downs, but I feel like the past two years he's had a lot more ups. So hopefully that's just him, you know, getting older and getting better at the sport, uh, which I think is likely what's happening. So I think he'd be an okay number two, a uh, pretty good number two. Um, number four, can Bryce Harper be the old Bryce Harper on the stat sheet? Um, you know, I think Bryce Harper, just his talent has been kind of the same for a while. I mean, besides that one year where I think it was, he was like 24 or, or 23 or something like that when he just, he just killed it. And, and there was like no limit to how good he was going to be. Um, but he had a pretty good year last year. If you can get that average up, he's going to be basically pretty damn good. But, um, people will still think he's overrated because of all the hype from like four years ago, which is dumb. Uh, number five, are the Phillies more than just a wildcard team? I think they are a wildcard team. First off, I should say that, but, um, are they anything more? Uh, maybe not. Um, there are some pretty good teams in the NL. So I think the Braves are better. I think the Dodgers are pretty much better. Um, yeah, I'm just not, not a huge believer um, in them doing much more, unfortunately. They have a solid lineup. Anything can happen, but um, yeah, not sure. All right, let's move on to the Nationals. Um, so I love the top three starting pitchers, but after that, it's kind of bad. Can the Nats overcome this? Yeah, of course. Um, they've got a great lineup. Um, they're starting pitching. Their top three pitchers are... Um, the best, I, I want to say the Astros are better, um, top three, um, who else? Yeah, I don't know. The, the Nationals have some damn good starting pitching and that wins playoff games and World Series. So yeah. Um, number two, Carter Kaboom. Kaboom? Carter Kaboom? Carter Kaboom. I like that. Um, Kenny Breakout. Uh, he, he won't, you know, live our, he won't live up to, I think what Rendon did last year, obviously, because Rendon is so underappreciated and so good. But um, I think he'd have a pretty promising start to a career this year. Um, 
yeah, I just, you know, it's it's not going to be anything like Rendon. I think this lineup is a lot worse without him. So, but Carter Kaboom is going to be solid to hopefully good this year and possibly break out as a rookie next year, maybe, or even this year. I don't know how they're going to do service stuff this year. Um, so number three, uh, who's going to close? I think the easy money is on Doolittle. I was surprised to learn that there's some competition going on. Um, he's spent the most time with the org. He's been used full season closing before. Um, they could go committee because they have other guys they like. Um, and I think they did it down the stretch last year too with Daniel Hudson, right? But, uh, I'm going to say Doolittle is the guy going forward. Uh, number four, can, uh, Thames be a serviceable first baseman? Uh, they're probably going to need something from first base, something pretty good from first base, you know, without Zimmerman and all those guys there. Um, I, I think this is like getting to be make or break for, for him. So hopefully Marcus can be good this year. I'm just not sure. Um, if Castro or Carter don't perform well this year in a truncated season, he's, he's going to need to be, if this team wants to be competitive. Uh, so is this a playoff team? I don't really think so. Um, yeah, I think they missed the playoffs this year. Pretty easy. Okay, moving on. We have the Cubs. Number one, can Craig Kimbrell turn it around considering last year's disaster? Uh, I think yes. He joined the team late. Now, much like Edwin Diaz, I don't think he lost any of his stuff at all, and he's going to regain his former glory this year. Number two, um, are we going to get a repeat of the Kyle Schwarber year from last year? So I saw that he played mostly against lefties, um, but man, if you can get that average above like Joey Gallo replacement level, like 220 or whatever, um, he's going to be better Joey Gallo, which I'm excited for. Um, number three, can Javier Baez get hot early like last year and stay hot the whole season? Sure, why not? It's only 60 games. Of course he can. I, I think Baez is an exceptional player. I think people are finally recognizing that, so he will. Number four, is Chris Bryant that guy he's been for the past two years, or is he going to be just as good as when he was in his sophomore year? Uh, I think he's... It'd be tough to recapture that sophomore year magic, I think, for him, but he's still young. He's like 26. Um, I'm pretty excited about him generally. I think he's a solid 30 home run guy, you know, 30 home run pace, a solid 280 hitter. If he could get those RBIs up, which aren't really his own fault, right? I think he had seven. I think he had like 35 home runs and like 78 RBIs. It was crazy. Um, I think, you know, if he stays on that pace with the home runs and stuff like that, his RBIs, his other stats will, will turn around. And I think people will start re-recognizing him as a great player. Uh, number five, and this will be a theme, obviously, if you couldn't tell, are the Cubs playoff worthy? Yes, um, but they could very easily miss out if anything goes wrong in that fragile and very old pitching staff, I think. Um, let's move on to the Reds. Number one, why isn't Nick Castellanos going to be an MVP candidate this year? Haha, <laughs> very funny. I laughed at myself reading this. Um, no, but for real, like, um, how did it take a team so long to sign this guy? He's a monster. He's going to play in the Great American Small Park. His numbers are going to balloon. He's going to be so good. I think he's an MVP or a sleeper MVP candidate for sure. Number two, there is a really crowded outfield in Cincy right now. Who gets time between Shogo, Castellanos, Senzel, Winker, Aquino? I really don't know. Um, ten, fucking Castellanos better play the whole time. I think Senzel should get a lot of shots there too, or maybe even at DH, but I don't know. It's it's a crazy outfield. I, I really think people were thinking Aqu Aquino for, for a while, um, but you know, with, with the Shogo edition, I, I think he's probably going to play most, most of the time, but I don't know. It's really tough. Um, number three, is this the best red starting staff since like forever ago, since like 2000 or some shit? No, but seriously, like, yeah, someone tell me um, if there's been a better one since 2000. Uh, they can all perform if they can all perform the small park bauer you know sony uh Luis castillo then then this will be great i mean bauer's the new arrival sony seemed to figure it out last year um i've always been a little bit skeptical of castellanos's abilities you know his fit is, isn't, isn't usually that great um but yeah i mean if he can do what he did last year and then you know bauer brings his area a little bit down keeps striking out all those guys and sony keeps the ball on the ground then yeah this will be a really good staff all right number four is Joey Votto going to continue his downward trending nature? Uh, the stats say yes, but will Joey say no? I find it hard to bet against really cerebral, good contact hitters, even when they get older. But, you know, I don't think the home runs are ever coming back, um, which is unfortunate because he plays in such a small park. <laughs> All right, number five. Um, the Reds uh, seriously got lucky with Suarez not missing any time this year after the freak injury in the offseason. But is that going to be enough to get them to the playoffs? Eh, I don't think so. Uh, I think it might be closer than people are expecting, but... I don't really trust the pitching staff. I don't really trust Russell and Glacius. Um, but their their lineup is going to slap. Slap home runs all day. So we'll see. It's possible. I, I want to give it like a 40% chance. It's a tough division too. Um, let's move on to the Brewers. Number one, is Keston Hira going to be uh, the other star in this lineup? No, I'm just not bought into him at all yet. Um, he's going to have to be something though if this team's going to compete because he's the only one really besides Yelich that's um, good, on, good offensively. <laughs> Number two. 
is there anyone else who is good on the other side of the ball besides Hader and Woodruff? Uh, I don't really think so, but I think that makes this team pretty weak. Uh, number three, uh, who is Ryan Braun? Who Who is Ryan Braun? Who, who is he? Is he going to play DH a lot? I think probably. Um, we can maybe squeeze one more good, like half, you know, 60, <clears throat> 60 game season out of him. Um, but I don't think it's going to be enough uh, to, to, you know, make this team go over the edge with the likes of Sogar, Arcia, Garcia, and Navarro is filling out the rest of the lineup. It just doesn't seem like it's likely going to happen. Uh, number four, Lorenzo Kane. Can he bounce back uh, hitting-wise in terms of average and stuff? You know, he, he's got a he's got a really good gold glove. He's got a great fielding glove. Um, but is he going to be able to keep that up in his 34 season? Uh, you know, honestly, the average seems pretty aberrant. It seems like a dip um, in batting quality. I'm not really sure why. Maybe he's getting a little older. Maybe it was, you know, the new place jitters like a year or two later or whatever. Um, but... I think he could definitely get the average back up. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him hitting 360 games. That would not surprise me at all. Um, and I think he's going to be fine with the gold glove. I don't think that's going to be an issue. He's only 34. Still a high number, but, you know, not that high. Um, five. Are they even close to a playoff team? But for real, uh, like, wh what are they going to identify as this year? Like, are they rebuilding? Like, is it going to be a quick rebuild, which I think is probably what they should do because they've got some young pieces, but I don't think they're ready yet. Um, you know, just like, what's their identity going to be this year? And can they make the playoffs? I think the answer to that is, nope, the cards and the cuts still and the reds still exist, right? So, um, yeah, not going to happen. Uh, moving on to the Pirates. Number one, the Pirates have a lot of untested young guys. Colin Moran, Kevin Newman, Adam Frazier. Will any of them break out this year? Well, I like a lot of what Moran did last year, but I could see Newman as well making some good contributions with his bat. Uh, number two, is this going to be the Mitch Keller breakout year? Uh, personally, I don't give a shit about how bad his season won last year. I saw Giolito turn around his, after his rookie year, and I think Keller can do the exact same. Number three. Is Josh Bell going to hit 30 home runs in 60 games? Uh, maybe like 20, 25. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be tough for anyone to get 30. I think John Carlo has a good shot. I think oh, some sluggers, J.D. Davis has a good shot. Um, Josh Bell in a regular season, probably like a 40 home run guy, I think. He's going to kill it. He is, I hope, pushing for NL MVP. The guy is going to be the only bright spot in Pittsburgh, and he's going to lead them to 25 wins, which sounds funny in baseball. He's going to lead them to 25 wins. He's going to be the only like really good player on that team, I think. Um, number four, injuries are blasting this team, but can it be a good thing? Yeah, so I'm happy to see Chris Archer not starting so far this year. He's only brought sorrow to the city of Pittsburgh, right? Um, Keone Kell is going to be on the IL, which is kind of a bummer, but I think Kyle Kirk could be interesting to check out, uh, especially with a team that I don't think is going to be very good. So, you know, the injuries might not be, you know, as bad as they, they seem, at least on paper. Uh, number five. Are they even close to being a playoff team? Uh, you know, maybe more than Milwaukee if anything happens to Christian Yelich. <laughs> All right, moving on to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, number one, Paul Goldschmidt. Can you please get your average up? Please, um, please do that, daddy. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he's, you know, I think this question is really asking when I wrote it is probably just, you know, is he going to be a good player? I, I think he's going to be good. Um, I think... The average can get up. The power is still there. The stolen bases are obviously pretty gone. But, you know, doing all that stuff in Arizona, I don't know why it wouldn't just translate to here besides the age just really catching up. And I just don't think that's that's the likely reason. I think there's some underlying factors that, you know, could definitely change and turn around this year. Number two, uh, the outfield is a very young or way over, overpaid. Can the cards overcome this lack of solid to well-known good players? Will we see a, a true breakout from Edmund? I'm just a bit worried that the old vets... Um, and the new, uh, combined with the new combo guys in the Cardinal, in the Cardinals lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the outfield is pretty wishy-washy, you know, Dexter Fowler definitely will never live up to his contract. Um, I think it's kind of bad. Um, and then Edmund is there. It's, it's definitely, um, an interesting outfield to watch. I'm not sure where it's going to level out, but it can be anywhere from, you know, guys start breaking out to Dexter Fowler actually has a pretty good year True, They're all pretty trash. And, you know, the kind of flashes we saw last year just won't happen again. All right. Number three. Uh, Paul DeYoung, I think, broke out in a pretty powerful way last year with 30 home runs, but his average suffered a lot. Um, do you think he's able going to be able to get back to his rookie year performance and keep the power? Uh, I don't think he's going to lose his power, but I think hitting 244 was pretty unlucky for him, and I think he can re rebound to an easy 250 this year, and that'll be a really solid piece for this team. Number four, Yadier Molina. Will he ever be bad before he retires? No, he's basically the Frank Gore of baseball. Plays at a tough position, like running back, catcher. He's a catcher, um, and he's been good, even though he's old. I think it's a pretty easy analogy. Uh, number five, the playoffs are going to be a tough gambit, but are they worthy? Yeah, um, if the pitching staff can hold up, Flaherty scares me, though. You know, he's not really tested. He's he's a new young ace, 
in St. Louis, but they got a good lineup. They have some other good pitchers too. I like Hudson a lot. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but I think they're, they're pretty good for the playoffs. Maybe even some more. I mean, depending on Goldschmidt, you know, we'll see how far he can take this team with the rest of them still being good, but he's the star, right? All right. Let's uh, move on to the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're going into the NL West. Um, number one, why do you think this team is playoff worthy with such a not based lineup? Um, so I think this really comes down to the division outside of the Dodgers. Um, I think that lineup is fine with some improvements, and hopefully, you know, we don't see too much of a decline from Eduardo Escobar. But you know, Marte is good, and the rest of that lineup is pretty good. I'm, I'm, I just don't see a lot of faults with it. So. Uh, yeah, I think they just kind of sneak in because the division is kind of crap. Number two, was Carson Kelly's good catcher numbers last year fluky or can he repeat? I think likely a fluke, but if you can keep that batting average on 250, I'll count it as a win for a catcher on Arizona. Um, number three, Robbie Ray and Mad Bum rebound years? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely possible with the shortened season. Robbie's gone through some really nice stretches that have been... Um, Short and good, and Mad Bum getting a new stadium, which I think is probably an upgrade for him. I know San Fran's pretty long, pretty deep, has a big porch, um, but or big porch is accurate, right? Yeah, they, they have a big wall out in right field, right? Um, but you know, Arizona's got that that ball magic, so um, I think that they're both going to have good seasons this year. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about both of them. So number four, is there any hope in the bullpen? I see a lot of unrecognizable names as Archie Bradley. You know, I'm not even sure. Um, can someone fill me in on Yohan Lopez and Kevin Ginkle? Number five, playoff team. Why? Uh, like I said, you know, good pitching, lack of talented opponents here. Um, they've got a solid lineup all the way through. No huge star, I would say. Maybe Marte. But um, I think they can win games with them still. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Rockies. Number one, what's a guy like Nolan Arredondo got to do to win an MVP? Uh, have the Rockies... Um, I think win more than 30 games and he hits about 30 home runs, he'll be able to do it. But he needs to be extraordinary. He's led the NL in home runs multiple times. He's still never gotten a, uh, excuse me, a MVP like type year, right? Number two, can John Gray or um, I think it's Marquez, right? Yeah, or, 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 or Marquez have a Nubaldo type year on a shortened season. You know, if a guy like Marquez or Gray can get enough starts away from cores or anyone even, it can be invaluable to them and, and, you know, they can make a run as a, as a pretty good pitcher as a Colorado pitcher. Number three, how long can Wade Davis be the closer for the Rockies? The whole year, maybe? Yeah, I think so, because I don't think anyone else is going to fill in for him. Number four, Daniel Murphy, ready to fade into obscurity or is he a bounce back candidate? I was saying bounce back candidate this year, and I'm saying it again. Um, a guy goes to cores, he usually improves, right? And Murphy can hit like no one else. Just needs to stay healthy, and he can be streaky in 60 games. He can easily hit 300. That's an easy one. Number five, can Story, or not, Blackman, plus maybe a breakup from Dahl McMahon, or, you know, even a rebound year from Murphy, lead this team to the playoffs, and maybe even the whole World Series? Uh, yeah, star power like this might be enough to eat, to overcome in a regular year. But if these guys hit, like, over 300, hit 20 home runs each, you know, they can get close to maybe 35, 40 wins, and, and for sure a playoff berth at that. So, yeah, I think they could do it. I'm not betting on it but I think it's totally possible. Uh, let's talk about the Dodgers. Um, number one, <laughs> if Gavin Lux was demoted, like, damn, this team must have crazy depth, but are they the deepest in the league? Um, yeah, from pitching staff to bullpen to lineup, I don't think it's close. Maybe the Yankees, but they lost some guys in the offseason, and the Dodgers acquired Mookie, and, you know, even without Price, they still have a pretty deep team. So I think, yes, they're, they're probably the deepest team in the league. And it's going to pay dividends. Number two, will Kiki Hernandez fit somewhere into the lineup? Maybe DH the partial amount of times? I think we all remember what Kiki did in the limited time or, you know, in a small, you know, catch fire type of way last year before he was bad. Um, but I think the roster might be a little too deep for him. But if he can fill in for any of those guys, play utility, you know, he's obviously had a better, you know, offseason than Gavin Lux. I think he could find some time, you know, maybe a DH and stuff too. Number three, is Clayton Kershaw an MVP candidate uh, in a short year? I think easy yes for me, as long as he's healthy. He can still possibly dominate like he used to. Number four, do the Dodgers have a sneak good, possibly the best front uh, front office in the in the league? Um, yeah, sneaky good, and I think probably the best. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that'll pay dividends for them to probably get to the, the World Series again, or World Series. Excuse me, not again. Uh, number five. Fuck the playoff question. We know how good this team is going to be. Will Corey Seager come back to us and be the star we all know he was destined to be all those years ago when he came in as a rookie? Um, I think it's an easy yes. He's being way undervalued in fantasy leagues. I should have acquired more of him. I really don't have that much, and it's kind of disappointing. Um, but people forget about this guy. He's in a great lineup and a great team with a great organization. He just needs to stay healthy, and he's going to be very good this year. Hit 300, hit 10 home runs. 
um, you know, on pace for 20, 25 home runs. I, I think that's pretty damn good for a shortstop like Seager. And, you know, maybe he can get 350 in a short amount of time. Let's talk about the Padres. What, number one, what is their identity this year? Um, I think trying to make a case for the playoffs, but we'll just, it will just fall short, you know. Um, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal because they have guys like Tatis, Pham, and Paddock who are all going to be very good in the years coming. So, you know, even if they disappoint a little bit this year, they're getting so close. Number two, can Machado and Hosmer live up to their big contracts this year? I think Machado should, but I'm not sure that Hosmer will. He can still be a pretty solid contributor at the plate. You know, there's a lot better value for first basemen you can get besides paying Hosmer a shit ton of money. Number three, is the bullpen ready for the year? They have a lot of young arms and some older ones like Emilio Pagan and Drew Pomerantz. Hopefully guys like Stram can rebound. I think he'll be in the bullpen probably this year, right? Uh, and help this team compete. Number four, is the starting rotation surprisingly deep? Uh, I think so, considering Zach Davies is the number four guy. He was a usable fantasy asset last year, and Lucchese wasn't even that far behind him too, and he's the fifth starter, I think. So yeah, I think this is a surprisingly deep uh, pitching staff, just not you know that good. Um, and the offense definitely is going to struggle this year. Uh, besides, you know, Tatis, I think. <laughs> um, and fam. Uh, so number five, do you feel like you're talking yourself more and more into a Padres playoff run? Eh, yeah, kind of. But um, I'd like to see more of the lineup before I give them, you know, the okay. You know, Machado needs to step it up. Fam and Tatis need to continue to be good in a small sample size. You know, I could easily see Tatis having a little bit of a regression year, considering he was so good last year. Um... But, you know, the pitching can be sneaky good. And Will Myers and Hosmer, if they combine it, 30 home runs, you know, anything can happen, I think, right? All right, let's talk about the San Francisco Giants. Number one, what are their bright spots? You know, I definitely know one. It's Mike Yastrzemski. It's an easy Mike Yastrzemski. He was all the rage last year after a fairly big breakup performance for San Fran standards. And he's probably the only one that we can bet on for that, right? Number two, <laughs> just kidding. What about Joey Bart? Um, I know he's supposed to be the heir apparent to Posey. Um, I'm not sure that he's going to start right away. But um, I'm excited to see him, and I think a lot of San Fran fans are very excited to see him. Number three, can we talk about Johnny Cueto? He was a killer in San Fran before getting hurt, right? Um, you know, any reason besides injury or, or him being a little bit older, uh, I just I just see him bouncing back. I'm very excited to, to, um, to see him start. He's going to be the uh, opening day pitcher for them. Um, and yeah, if it's on a short year, you know, he can minimize the injuries. He might bounce back to what he was before, which was like a sub three ERA pitcher before he got hurt. Um, number four, why is he this team throwing out younger guys in their lineup? You know, I don't really know. It seemed weird. I was looking at their depth chart and I see Hunter Pence, Crawford, Longoria, you know, all these guys are, are not very good. You know, they're a lot older and they're playing a team that probably isn't going anywhere and winning. Where are the prospects that are going to be playing or should be playing in the, the outfield, third base, the infield, first base? You know, what, what are these guys doing? Um, do they just not have any? I'm just very confused. Uh, number five, number five, excuse me. <clears throat> Is there any playoff hopes? Um, never say never, dudes, but probably not this year. I give them a, like a 6% chance to make the playoffs. It's not a lot, and I just don't think they have it in them. Okay, let's move on to the AL and the Baltimore Orioles. Number one. So Chris Davis looks like he cut down on some weight. He looks strong. Any chance he gets above 200 this year? Um, I'm all about the comeback story. So yes, um, I think it's possible, but he should just move the fuck over for Ryan Mount Castle so he can play first base. And we need some, we just need some Ryan Mount Castle. That, that's all I need. Number two. Oh, weird. You brought up Mount Castle. Let's talk about him real quick. Oh, I guess I'll continue to talk about him. Weird. Uh, yeah. So he's just the bright spot of the organization right now. They need to find a position for, they need to find a position for him to play at. Um, just get him on the field as early as possible because there's a kick and play and they ain't playing for any playoff for it this year. So get him out there. Number three, are there any other breakout guys we can talk about on this roster? You know, I'm not sure. Um, maybe Renato Nunez. I mean, he broke out kind of last year. If Jose Iglesias can, can hit over 300, I think that might be something nice out of Baltimore for them. Number four, are the Orioles going to have an ace ever again, like in the next five years or anytime soon? Have they just not been able to pitch forever? I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, the answer is, yeah, I, I don't really see a lot of upside here, um, even with their ace you know, ace in quotations, it's going to be a long year dealing with the division, pounding their pitching. Number five, is there a spark of hope in the lineup so good and the pitching is just average enough that somehow it gets them to a 32 to 32 wins and a playoff berth? The answer is no. Uh, let's go to the Red Sox. Number one, can Andrew Benintendi turn it around this year? They're going to, they're going to need his uh, bat with the loss of Mookie, right? Um, I think he was not that great, but it wasn't a horrible year. I think he can get back, back, back back bounce to it i think you can get back to it and bounce back <laughs> number two alex verdugo is a mookie bet replacement right um how much can he produce compared to mookie's numbers well 
you know, I think this worked out a lot better in a 60 game season because you just give Verdugo the 60 games to get adjusted and all that stuff. You know, maybe maybe call his season kind of a wash. If you can get to 10 home runs and Mookie only gets to like 50, I call it like a decent salary dump. L- LOL, you know, you know, little little bit LOL there. Number three, how bad is the starting pitching going to be this year, even without Sale, um, who is definitely going to be better than he was last year, obviously, before he got hurt. Uh, but anyway, um, it's not a great rotation. Of all these, number one, and it gets so much worth with Perez, Weber, and et cetera, it's not going to be a fun year for the staff. And number four, uh, is there a Jose Peraza career revival? Um, I'm not going to be on this train at all. But maybe some new scenery helps him out. You know, it's helped other people out in the past. Maybe that does it, but I'm not buying into it. Number five, are the Red Sox a playoff team? Uh, I think they're close, but it's only because of the lineup, which is really the only good part, and the pitching just leaves too much to be desired. I don't think they probably, they're probably not. They have like a 30% chance, maybe. Uh, the Yankees. Let's just start out nice and quick with, is this a World Series team? And I think like 50%, yes. They're definitely a lock for the playoffs, I think, in this division. Um, but World Series bound? Yeah, I mean, you know, get in the playoffs, anything can happen. And if they keep those Bronx Bombers there and DJ Lemayhew keeps it in like he has, um, yeah, they can, make the, they can make the World Series. Um, number two, is this one of the best rotations in the AL? The answer is no. The Rays are better and it's not close. But Paxton Cole is a really good starting... Uh, Tri- uh, duo together trio Ugh, disgusting um cole is obviously insane um we'll see how he does in, in yankee stadium but um he's definitely insane and paxton's been very good he's not hurt so that's good um i think it's gonna make them like have a solid rotation when they get tanaka back it'll be good too but um that won't be i think for till next month right or the end of next month so yeah number three um can this bullpen be the best in baseball i think it's close between them and maybe someone else in the division you know, I, I love Britain, I love Chapman, I love Adam Adovino, Chad Green, and Tommy uh, Kalen, but it's a pretty great pen, but I'm not sure if it's the number one in the AL. Um, number four, can guys uh, who came up big last year keep it up, like DJ LeMahieu, Glaber, Gardner, Urshela, all those guys? I think I buy Glaber because um, of the pedigree, and uh, he was also just really good, but I'm very surprised at DJ's power jump coming from Colorado. Um, it seems odd that Gardner's been playing for like 10 plus years, and he... Finally got 30 home runs. Uh, I just, I don't know. Urshela, I'm probably buying. I think he's a pretty good prospect too. But, you know, Gardner, LeMahieu, I'm not sure that they're going to be as good as they were last year. Um, number five, what are the Yankees going to do with uh, Miguel Andujar? Is he the DH? I think he could play outfield or third base if they have Giancarlo DHing, which I think they will most of the time, if not all the time. So I think maybe he gets it another way. I think at third might be the best place to get him if he can play there. Let's move on to the Rays. Number one. Uh, so this has to be the best starting pitching in the league now, right? Yeah, um, I think Glasnow is gonna is a pretty big frontrunner for the Cy Young. Uh, Morton, Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, it's pretty good. It's it's definitely close between them and the Astros for sure. Number two, is the bullpen still good? And they're gonna be able to, or are they gonna be good at adapting to the shortened season with their un- unorthodox approach? Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good. I think I kind of like begged the question there, right? I think they do have a very unorthodox approach, like like the fifth starter. That's not really a starter, right? They have like a really good bullpen. They know how to use it very appropriately. I think they're going to be the, the team that's best suited to fit the 60-game schedule. Number three, this lineup is barren. Are there any good hitters left in this team? Uh, the answer is their leadoff guy is going to be Yoshi Tusogo, um, which is yikes to me unless he's Ichiro's spiritual successor. Uh, Renfro, you know, to be fair, hit 33 home runs last year, but he only hit 215. Um, and I don't think he's the kind of guy you want hitting cleanup. Uh, Choi also seems fine, but more is like a six or seven batter and not a number three. I don't know. There's just not a lot to like here. Number four, Brandon Lowe could be the breakout guy that the Reds desperately need this year. Do you think he's the guy? And do you think it will matter considering how bad the lineup is going to be? I, you know, I think Lowe can can continue to break out, but not in like a 30 home run, 100 RBI pace and like a high 380 OPS type of breakout. I think he's definitely lower than that. He could be, have a pretty good average and he could be, you know, hit 15 home runs. It's possible. Um, I think he's undervalued in fantasy though. Not so much in the regular baseball. Number five, do they have a shot at the playoffs? Which a pitching, with a pitching staff like they have, yeah, anything's possible for sure. Let's move on to the Blue Jays. In this hungry lineup, who is going to be the best second-year player? The answer is I'm very excited about all three of those guys. Biggio, Bichette, Vlad. They each might be underrated or at least undervalued in fantasy for sure. I'm just very happy with these guys. Um, number two, will the Blue Jays be affected by moving their home stadium? Uh, I think the Blue Jays were supposed to play at PNC, right? But since everything's so fucked up, I don't really know if it matters. I don't know if it's going to affect them. I don't know where they're going to play. They might do all, all road games, but will that even matter? Traveling will suck, but you know what are you going to do? Number three, is Nate Pearson going to be 
um, an Impact rookie this year. Um, I really love the stuff I've seen in random clips on Twitter. Um, I know he's a prospect worth paying attention to. I think he could start in the bullpen, but if he gets up to six and 10 starts, he can be an impact player for a team that might be fighting for a playoff spot the entire year. Number four, can Anthony, uh, can Anthony K be called up this year after Pearson? Will he be impactful? Yeah, I'm not really sure about this one. Um, I think less impactful than Pearson. He could sneak onto the roster, but you know, I'm not hundred percent, you know, certain about this guy, but it's a good question to ask. I think number five. Can this team be a playoff team? Yeah, I think they actually could be a playoff team. Um, if they've got if they've got an ace as good as Giles, and you know they get some support from the big young bats, I think it's you know possible, or at least they can develop the core enough that they're very scary going into next year. All right, let's move on to the White Sox. Is this the best top down lineup in the league, top to down the whole way through, one through nine? And the answer is, if it isn't, which I think it kind of is, it's definitely the closest. I don't think they have any real superstar until Eloy and uh, Mankata, you know, come out fully. It's a bit too early for me to call them superstars, but, you know, it's definitely possible. Anyway, um, if Lewis Robert can play at a high level, this team is great. 1-3, and I think 9-2, actually. Um, number two, is Lewis Giolito an ace? And can we start talking about him like like he is one? Yeah, so I don't think we can talk about him being like a, like a serious, like, top five, top ten ace. I think we can hold our horses a little bit. He had a pretty bad year year before this, and then a very good last year, which I think was, you know, kind of obvious. Um, well, maybe not obvious. I think it was kind of, it was something I was willing to bet on, and I was rewarded. Um, I, I could see him taking a step back this year. I can see him having a high 3-0, but man, he's still a really good pitcher. He's definitely an ace for this club, but I, I'm not sure that I'm ready to talk about him in like the top 10, top 5, or like the AL even, you know? Uh, number 4, Dylan Cease had a terrible year, but can he pull a Giolito? Yeah, I'm actually doubtful that he can pull exactly what Giolito did. I think it was pretty significant, but he could be a low fours ERA guy. Um, I would put my money for around, I would put a lot of money actually on around that for him this year, which I think will be good. Number five, could the White Sox be World Series bound? Yeah, I think it's possible. If the pitching holds up, I like Colome a lot. You know, I didn't talk about him as much, but Giolito and Keuchel are on and they've got as solid of a lineup as I think, which, you know, could even be Bayer. You know, Jose Abreu could be really good again. He's going to be obviously solid to average and, you know, they still have Tim Anderson. Um, this, this could be a very good team and definitely World Series bound. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland Indians. Number one, will Jose Ramirez rebound this year? I think the answer is yes. He started to at the end of last year. Um, but last year was also a fluke. He's only 27. This dude's going to kill it again this year. I don't think they would need to spend much time on that, honestly. Number two, are you excited, as excited for Aaron Savali as I am? Because I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm talking to myself. It got a little weird here. I was writing late at night, whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for Savali. His fit was def higher than I would like it to be. But he could definitely go a full 60-game stretch with a 3-2 ARA this year. Um, and as the fourth pitcher on the Indians roster, this could easily push up to 40 wins this year. Number three, is Brad Hand going to finally repeat that 2017 performance? Yeah, so I think this team's starting pitching combined with the few great hitters they have could uh, help him lead the league in saves. And if we go by FIP, he should have had a way better ERA last year than he did. His stuff's still as nasty as it was in his prime, whatever, 2017. Um, I'm amped for him this season, though. I think he's going to be very good. Number four. Everyone remembers Domingo's, uh, Domingo Santana's hot start last year, right? Can he do the same thing again this year? I- I'm just not sure why not. He's still a great home run hitter. His March through June, he had like 20 home runs and a good average. Um, you know, in a season like this, I think that's all we can ask for from like the sixth or seventh hitter. So yeah, I think he's going to be pretty damn good. Number five, are they a playoff team? The lineup isn't great outside of the middle of the order, but that should be enough with the good young pitchers they have um, in the rotation to get them there and possibly more, which I think they will. Um, moving on to the Detroit Tigers. Number one. Well, where is the bright spot on this team? Um, I think there are actually a few. CJ Cron, Justin Scoop, Shoop. Um, you know, maybe this year, maybe down the road. Um, Boyd, Turnbull, Fulmer, they could all be good down the road. They're longer shots, I think, for this year, though. Um, number two, where are all the prospects? It looks like most of them are at AAA. I think Toledo, um, which is pretty disappointing to say the least. Number three. Uh, did anyone know Nico Goodrum was 28 years old? I thought he was a lot younger, honestly. Um, he showed some decent promise, similar to the year before last year. You know, maybe we're developing into a 280, 290 hitter who could smack some home runs, could be fast on the base path, base path, and play really good shortstop. Uh, so I think he'll be probably one of the most exciting young guys to watch this year on this team. Uh, looks like I only did. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, um, sorry. Number four. Playoff bound? Are they playoff bound? So no, I don't think. I think there's like a two two point six percent chance on Fangraphs that they're going to make it. I probably put it around five percent though, just a little higher because it's this kind of year. But yeah, I don't think they will do it. All right, number five. Um, this is going to be a very sad season for the Tigers. I hope Miggy gets done with his deal sooner than later. And sixty seasons probably helps with that, right? And the answer is yes. Unfortunately, they still have this big ass Miggy deal. Um, and you know, a sixty game year that he actually gets to you know spend. Or, or, you know, they get to spend that money on that contract. It's not good financially for the team, but it's good for them to get out of that contract as soon as possible. All right, let's move on to the Royals. 
number one, is it just me? Or is this lineup not as terrible as, uh, you know, I thought it would be this year? Uh, no, I don't think it's, you know, not just me. As I say that as I answer or ask myself 150 questions. Um, you know, I really like the top three of the lineup. The second, you know, third of it is pretty good, too. If Perez is healthy and Gordon maybe turns back the clock five years, this could be a really good lineup. Number two, can Michael Franco find a new home in Kansas City and make it his own? I think the answer is, you know, he could maybe turn around. I like guys who shift you know, clubs. This is a team with not a lot of expectations on the Phillies. I think he had a lot, you know, playing in the NL East. The Phillies have always been competitive. So yeah, um, I think this could be good for him. Number three, top prospect, Brady Singer. Will they make a difference this year? Um, I'm not really sure about this guy. Seems like he went through the minors pretty fast. He's 24 years old. Um, this year should be a pretty good testing ground for him in limited action, I would assume. Um, might be excited to watch him this year though, with the Royals throw him up earlier. Number four, is Ian Kennedy the long-term answer closer? I think so, honestly, which is weird because he's a little older than I want, but the production's a given, and there's not really anyone else there, so I think he could be the closer for the next, like, year to two years. Number five, if you would ask me five weeks ago if you thought the Royals can make a push, I would have said, no way, not at all, not at all, ever. But now? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm still the same, but um, it could be fun seeing the team maybe get to 30 wins in a playoff push. I put them at, like, a 15 to 20% chance of doing it, personally. I just don't think they'll do it. But, you know, it's possible. Let's move on to the Twins. Number one, why are you so low on this team this year? God, why don't you buy into stuff that just happened last year and not the overall trends of the world and of this team and of the players? Be more reactionary like me, says all the fans who are fucking stupid. Um, the answer, my answer is, it feels like everyone had career years last year. Um, and Nelson Cruz is 40 years old. Donaldson is 35. These guys, you know, are past their prime. I understand Cruz had an exceptional year and he's always hits the ball hard. And Donaldson is pretty good even for pu pushing 35. But these players, there's no given that they won't get hurt. Cruz was hurt last year a bunch. Um, and there's no there's no real way of telling when they're going to fall off. Um, Mitch Carver also broke out of nowhere. Max Kepler did the same thing. Eddie Rosario, you know, is probably the most natural progression there. Um, I think he actually will continue to be good. But there's no way this team drops as many bombs as they did last year. There's just no way. Number two, was Michael Snow's last year the real Snow? And actually, I think this one is true. I think he's a guy much like um, Eddie Rosario, who's going to continue the upward trend of being good. We you know, we've seen flashes from Snow in years. You know, year to year, he was batting 250, 270, 200, hitting a bunch of home runs, not hitting as many home runs. But I think we saw him around, you know, a 280, 30 home run guy. And I think he could totally be that again. Um, number three. I like the pitching staff a good amount, but is the rotation good enough to stand up to the rest of the bats in this division? Yeah, I think there's a lot to like um, about the staff. I think it's pretty average besides Berrios and maybe Rich Hill in a short season. But, um, and it's going to be good enough to beat up on the Royals and Tigers, but um, I don't think it's going to be good enough to handle the new juggernaut in the White Sox and the first half of a good Indians lineup. I'm, I just worry about the bullpen plus the starting pitching. Um, besides the guys I mentioned, I, th I think they could be um, in for a rough show in 20, I guess 20 of the games out of the 40 that they play. <laughs> um, number four, will Taylor Rogers have another dominant great year? And yeah, I think he can considering his stuff and his FIP. I love talking about FIP. Um, and especially he can be good. I think, I'm sorry. I think he can be so good that he can overcome, you know, how how not great I think the team will be this year and ultimately put out a really good close performance. So um, yeah, I think he's going to be good. Number five, is this a playoff team? Possibly. I think it's unlikely because of the division, but there's still like a good shot, 50% maybe even that they make the playoffs. All right, so we on to the Astros. Number one, over under the amount of times they get hit by pitch this year, or one of their players gets hit by pitch this year. Yeah, I think maybe we put it at the line at like 40. I don't know. Um, I think they'll go under that, though. I think the MLB is going to be kind of strict. Like, we might see it happen like five times in the first five games. MLB is going to be like, hey, if you throw it in the Astros and it's like, you know, even close to being kind of maybe intentional, we're going to toss you. So I think I think it's possible. Um, number two, can Yuri Gurriel repeat last year's power numbers? Fun fact, he's actually 36 years old and he was only called up or, or only played in the league when he was, I think, 33 years in 2016, whatever. Um, I think though Gurriel is more of a Daniel Murphy type guy, which obviously isn't bad or anything, but he's more of an average, not a home run guy. Number three, will we see any big number drops from the big three players this year because of the scandal? Um, I'm not sure. I think Altuve might be the most likely guy because he had a different performance like two years ago. Um, Springer, I think will still be good. Bregman will still be good. Um, but you know, I think it's possible too. We could take a dip as much as I love him. He's like a five, six second baseman, which is what I am. So, or what I was. So yeah. Um, number four, uh, look, I think we all know they have a very good, if not top tier rotation, but is the bullpen just as legit? And no, it's definitely not just as legit because the Astros starting pitching is so good. I like Ryan Presley a lot. Um, Brian Abreu, Chris Davinsky is never really bad, right? You know, they've got some good pieces. Um, and I think it's, you know, we can call it a good top five in the AL bullpen, Maybe top six. 
Um, but you know, the starting pitching is just it's just what it is, <laughs> which is way better. Number five, are they a playoff team? You know, I don't really I don't really care what anyone says about this team, honestly. Maybe that's a hot take. This team still slaps, even if they are no longer slapping garbage cans. Had to make that joke. Um, I'm still gonna be a Brantley stand till I die. I like this team a lot. They're gonna be a playoff team. Let's go to the Angels. Number one, is Mike Trout going to play? Well, I wrote this question yesterday, and he seems like he came out and he said he's going to, so he's going to play this year. Um, but I think we already knew he was going to do that. He loves baseball. He's so good. You can't give up this opportunity. Um, I hope you got him at a discount on your fantasy drafts. Number two, will Rendon be ready for opening day? I think we got an answer that it's going to be no, but I hope he would be, because I want to see the Bash Bros 2.0 Future Edition going on in California. Rendon is so underrated, especially his position, and Trout is the best player in baseball. I think it'd be a fun combo that instead of like, you know, I think they could bash, you know, each like 40 home runs or 40 home run pace and hit like 330. You know, it's like the new improved better bash bros who can actually hit for average. Uh, number three, and without starts. Number three, are you buying into a Justin Upton resurgence? You know, this is again begging the question, I think. Um, yeah, so I'm, <laughs> this is a joke. I guess it doesn't work when I make another joke, but whatever. Um, I basically dug up all the gold in my backyard and put it on Upton wouldn't come back probably the year this year. So yeah, he's only 32. I think he's going to do it. Fuck you. Number four, who is a better year? Shohei on the mound or Canning? Um, yeah, so I think, you know, Shohei being such a valuable hitter will actually hurt him in the pitching categories, because I think the Angels might be competitive this year, and then Griffin Canning is really good, so, uh, we might see a better Canning pitching year than Shohei has. Number five, is this team finally playoff bound? I think it's possible with the big bats in the middle of the order, the rotation, and the untested bullpens kind of flimsy. Um, I think they're really, you know, better teams in the division. They could finish in a nice third, though, and that would be cool. You know, maybe push for a playoff spot, give them like a 30% chance of doing it. All right, let's move on to the athletics. Number one, Mark Hanna is another big name, big name in quotation marks, that could break out this year. Do you think that happens? Yeah, I'm not 100% on board for this. I would definitely take a chance in fantasy. Like, I think he's getting picked, like, close to 200. Definitely take a chance there. But regular baseball, I think he's probably undervalued as a good asset. Not a great asset, though. Number two, can Frankie Montas be the ace of this org? I think it's likely looking at the fifth in the body of work, but I'm not going to 100% say that, yes. He hasn't shown me nearly enough time, uh, or at least he hasn't been in the... He hasn't played long enough in each season for me to say that he's going to be the ace of this organization going forward. Number three, Liam Kendricks, Cy Young candidate, if you can get all the innings. You know, I think some relievers might get uh, consideration in the Cy Young if they pitch like 30 innings or something like that, or, you know, 30 to, you know, 35, 40. And, you know, they maybe let up a run or two even. It's definitely possible. Um, and I think that could put them in contention for the Cy Young. So, you know, it's definitely possible. Um, but I don't think it's going to be right. I should answer the actual question. I don't think it's going to be Liam Hendricks. Um, my money's on a guy like Kimbrel Diaz Chapman, but just not Hendricks. I'm not really buying into him. I think he regresses this year. Number four, will Jesus Lazardo make an impact this year? The answer is no. I think we'll get a small amount of time, um, in the, in the organization, at least the major league organization, because I won't need him as much. Um, you know, he also could be anywhere from a high five years ERA to a mid three ERA this year. I don't really care much about it. He's a long-term asset more than a this year asset, so it doesn't really matter to me. I don't think he'll be very impactful this year. Number five, are the A's playoff bound? Uh, yeah, like 70%, 75% sure. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. They've got, they're a better version of the Twins pretty much, so I'm into it. Let's move on to the Mariners. Number one, will Mitch Hanniger play this year? I very much doubt it. Short season. He's going on the 45-day DL. You know, what's the point if the Mariners are going to be out of it by then, right? Um, number two, do the Mariners have a closer, a decent pull, bullpen, or anything in the realm of good here? So it looks like it's going to be, the closer position is going to be between Matt McGill, Brandon Brennan, and Carl Edward Jr. My pick is Edward Jr. because I think, I just like his name. I think that's really it. Number three, who's going to have a better year, Shed Long or Kyle Lewis? The answer is, I'm a pretty huge Shed Long fan, so this might be kind of an unfair question. Um, but I'm expecting big things from him, and I'm really excited to watch him mostly, and a guy I'll be talking about in a second, on the Mariners. Um, number four, are there any other guys you're excited to see this year? And, of course, the obvious answer is Justice Sheffield. He's the big piece in the Paxton. Paxton. God damn, I can't say James Paxton. He's the big piece from the James Paxton trade. Um, hopefully he can get some big league experience this year. That's all I really want to see, but I want to see him pitch, man. I'm excited. Um, number five, are they another young playoff-bound team, possibly? Uh, no, they're not. Their pitching won't be able to stand up to the 66% of games played in division this year. They're going to get torched, besides Sheffield, because I love them. All right, moving on to the Texas Rangers, the last team we have here. Um, number one, can the Rangers continue their dominance on the rotation? <sighs> All their guys are like over 32 years old. Lynn and Miner had exceptional seasons last year um, that they only really did when they were in their 20s. You know, it just seems like this is an aberration. 
or aberration. Um, I really like Kluber. I think he's going to be the ace going into next year after we see him dominate and, you know, Lynn and minor regress. So I think it's kind of, you know, just not going to be as good as they were last year. Um, number two, can Jelly Gallo keep up his average and still mash or be on pace for 40 home runs? You know, he's still pretty young. I never thought he could increase his batting average by 50 points in a season. That's a lot. But um, as he comes to being more of a rounded hitter, which, you know, maybe he can be, he might be, he might end up, you know, his career as a better version of Chris Davis, you know, Chris with a K Davis. Um, number three, Rootnet Adoer is in the same situation, kind of, as Gallo. Um, do you think he improves like Bat has? Yeah, I don't think to the extent like Joey has. Um, but, you know, I think it's possible he can to 250, hit 15 home runs this year, and that'd be pretty good, uh, you know, builder into next year when we finally play 162 games again. Number four, will Jose Leclerc be the closer for the Rangers the whole year? I could see a guy like Rafael Montero taking over the role if Leclerc, you know, is trash. But I'm not sure that that's the case. I just think this team might be out of it, and they want to try some new guys at the closing pitcher spot. And Montero has shown a lot of promise, so he might go there. Number five, is this a playoff team? Finally, we get the final answer of the day. This division is tough, and there's so many unpredictable variables. But if everything goes right, meaning the rotation is amazing, the bullpen stays the same old year, you know, like an average place, and the lineup comes around with the young guys hitting their stride at no door and gallo, etc., and the older dudes finding themselves, you know, Chu, Andrews, and Frazier, and all those guys, um... Yeah, it's, it's possible, like a 35 to 39 to 42% chance. You know, um, I think they're a solid third place, but anything can happen in a short year. All right, so that is my 30 teams in, I hope, less than an hour. I hope I got it under, under an hour. But yeah, that's that's the questions I had for each team going into the year that I asked myself. That was pretty fun. Um, I had a good time, and uh, I'm just excited for baseball to start today. So yeah, thank you for listening. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.